Hello, welcome to more of the Richard Herring podcast feed, powered by Acast Plus. Uh, hope you're enjoying all these tour podcasts. There is still a chance to catch some, though they're selling out very fast. Uh, we, in fact, Sheffield on the 7th of March sold out. Uh, but check the theatre website for returns. Uh, Monday, the 11th of March, Adam Buxton and Lemsis A in the Leicester Square Theatre sold out. But you can get tickets for the Warwick Arts Centre, where I'm talking to Lindsay Santoro and the Exploding Heads internet phenomenon, and at Bedford on the 21st, where I'm talking to Olaf Falafel and my old friend Al Murray. I'm at Glasgow uh, on the 27th of March, sold out, Susie McCabe and Fred McCauley, and then at Hull on the 28th of March with Tommy Cannon and Bob Morton. Uh, there are three tickets left as I talk to you so get there quick if you want to come and see that also this richardherring.com slash come and see me on tour doing stand-up for the first time in six years richardherring.com slash ballback coming lots of places around England and some places in Scotland uh, and that's about it for the moment all right sit back relax and enjoy rahalastapa finding your perfect home was hard but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who just tried to sneak out a fart in Cafe Nero, but, unfor- but unfortunately it made a big sound. But luckily the woman behind him had her headphones on. It's Richard Herring! Thank you very much. Didn't hear it. She might have smelled it, though. It was smelly. Hello, welcome uh, to Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Lovely to see you all. Uh, though I was hanging around with uh, Blackpink. Uh, pretty cool. Huh? By the time this goes out, they won't be cool anymore. So it's still... Cra- they call it Rahalastapa, so... Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, lovely to be here. Uh, I've, uh, I've been... Uh, yeah, I've been... Far- I might ask the guests about their most embarrassing fart. It was slightly embarrassing to... To, you know, when you think you just sneak one out, Andy, you know. You never snuck one out. It always makes a noise. Never farted, wow. You must have you on as a guest sometime. <laughs> Find out about that. Um, uh, oh, this week, that was, I, I went to my school, uh, my kids' school sports day uh, on uh, Friday. Um, and right in my, my school, my son, who's uh, he's, uh, five, coming on six, and uh, he was in, the, they did a quick race, first of all, uh, but he fell over right near the start. All the, all the year sixes were cheering his name before he started. It got too much for him. He fell over. Uh, and then it reminded me when I was exactly the same age, I was in a sports day and I was in a race 
and we had to race the tree and back and I fell over and I was dazed and then I got up and the kids were way ahead and I ran and overtook them all and I won the race. It was amazing. Uh, so this is going to be history repeating itself. Uh, my son got back up, everyone cheered him, then he ran a bit further, then he had a nosebleed and had to stop. So it's, it was a... Then he did another, he did a slightly longer race where they were meant to go around the perimeter of the track and he set off at a real pace, uh, but he kind of went that way. And so it was sort of, it was a forest gump. It's how it was just went. Uh, but there we go. Uh, so but there might be something in that, so we'll find out if that becomes the most question. Uh, I'm nearly 56 years old. It's, I know I don't look it. Stop shouting now. It's embarrassing. Uh, my birthday uh, next week, I think. I'm not really thinking about it too much. I, th- I think we should have birthdays... Every a thousand days, I think it's, it comes. Uh, the birthdays come along, and Christmas. I think it should be every thousand days. Then it's something that means I would be just over twenty now. <laughs> Though it does mean my wife. Yeah, maybe I'll be. I'll be. I'll be uh, no, I better. Uh, it was bad enough. <laughs> it was bad enough in normal numbers, let alone. Um, anyway, look, we're gonna. We've got two fantastic guests for you, and I don't want to waste your time. With me, uh, do come and see us on tour. RichardHoney.com/slash/Rahalastapa for all the dates uh, coming up. Thank you for coming today. Uh, there are more dates here at Leicester Square Theatre as well. Uh, now, my guest this week—they're uh, probably best known as uh, the writer on Dick and Dom's Funny Business uh, and Ham Hands in Danger Mouse. Oh, that's weird. We please welcome Lawrence Rickard and Ben Wilbon, ladies and gentlemen. Here they are. Here they are. Them. Thank you very much. Come in. <laughs> make space. Make Hello. some space. Make some. I can put this on my. Just poke myself in the eye. Hello. 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 Lovely to see you. How? What are Dick and Dom like in real life? I've met them, but you... oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Awful. You wouldn't know it to, to see them on the telly. Um, they actually bombed the bungalow. Uh, no, they're uh, absolutely lovely. I'm right. afraid to say. I wish that I had better stories about them, but they're just. Really, really nice and friendly. Yeah. And did you humans. come up with bogeys for them? That was <laughs> no. <laughs> no bogeys pre-existed. I mean, <laughs> as a format, also a thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Not mine. You didn't invent bogeys. No. And let's now. Ham hands are a big part of this podcast, and they predated. Oh boy. Uh, the day the reboot of Danger Mouse, and you actually played. <laughs> yes, Ham I Hand. did. And can you um, tell us about him? So the note was <laughs> <laughs> recording this big animation series which had a lot of American money involved and there was this guy in a studio um, on, in my earphones and he just kept saying oh, that's not quite right, I don't know, it's quite off-putting because you'd, you'd say, look I'm doing the voices what do you want? <laughs> and then he couldn't quite get it and then eventually the producer said I think he wants you to do it like David Mitchell <laughs> <laughs> I went, so two thoughts there you couldn't get David Mitchell <laughs> And here's my d- best David Mitchell impression. Which, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. If you had to choose between having a hand made out of ham and an armpit that dispensed sun cream, <laughs> which would you choose? It's the, they, it's, they ripped off... It's the ham hand. Yeah, yeah it's ham the hand. Ham hand's pretty good. Definitely. Um, so, look, you guys, did you know each other before Horrible Histories was Horrible Histories? Feels where? like it. Oh, Feels like it. You have it. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we were, we were not married previously. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Much to my regret. Um, we, we met on... I was writing... So I'd been in it sort of a year before Ben because we'd started developing yeah. it quite early. Okay. And I was writing on it. And I think... Did you audition with one of my 
I did. I auditioned with one of your brilliant scripts and then figured out who you were because of the script and then hung around with the rest of the original cast in a little group and went, I think that's him over there. (laughs) (laughs) The writer of these brilliant scripts. I was probably in the corner shushing my hair, right? Yeah, I was doing that. (laughs) Uh, And um, then eventually, um, Larry got uh, sort of, yeah, sort of co-opted into performing because we... You know, if you, if you hung around long enough on set, somebody eventually would come up and say, uh, stick this guy in a Roman outfit. We haven't got enough people in the background. It was pretty much that. Yeah. I think I was supposed to be playing sort of basically, I was supposed to be playing parts when makeup changes meant the proper actors uh, weren't able to do it. And then I came up with the idea of, of Bob Hale, which was just like, they were like, we need lots of context, but you can't fit loads of context in, like, three minutes. And I was like, watch me. Um, <laughs> and so I wrote these things, and I was like, if you just say it really, really fast, you won't get it all, but you'll get a gist. And they went, you couldn't give though, all of that writing to anyone. I was like, ah, someone will do it. And they go, you do it. Um, and so I sort of... Um, I remember meeting Ben. I remember we were at, um, I want to say, not Ham House. It was, it was where you were doing the Tudor song. Do you remember that? Oh, God, yeah. And that got, was at... Um... Yeah. It'll come back to me. Yeah, no, it will. <clears throat> Hatfield House. Hatfield House, Hatfield thank you. Hatfield House. And that's, going... when I, yeah, that's when I had to make a decision about... It was the first day. Yeah. And they said, you're doing Henry VIII. What's the voice? Yeah. Again, it's the voice <laughs> conversation. <laughs> when, I don't know, I'm doing it like this. <laughs> I went, well, okay, off you go. Yeah. And then after I'd done that, I thought, oh, shit, I've made that, I've made that decision. That's got, that's got to be him now. Yeah. Thank God it fit. I remember you were on the lunch bus and Carolina producer, I came on with her because I was just doing, there doing rewrites and Ben was dressed as Henry VIII. <laughs> <laughs> and then when this is Easy Ben, I went over and he was sort of sat, it was really hot that day, yeah. and he was sat at the window dressed as Henry VIII and I went, hi, how are you? And he went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of been our relationship for 15 has. years. Kind of has, yeah. A little bit sorry. Yeah. yeah. Just annoyed that you did a show called Horrible Histories and had to yeah. dress up as historical yeah, characters. <laughs> didn't expect that would happen. <laughs> but that way, I mean, it was a, an, obviously an amazing show and a yeah. very and still mm. on. My kids still watch that. So it's enjoyed by generations of children. Yeah. Uh, but is, has led on to creating this... I mean, you're sort of the Monty Python of, of our generation, would you say? I think, well, I think it's fair to say. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to work out which one of us is going to go on to be awful, I think. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to... I was going to... I've got that written down. Who's going to oh, be? God. Who's going to be John Cleese? <laughs> <laughs> because at the beginning well, of Monty Python, that's the best one to be. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if we'd have asked that question ten years ago, I'd have been going me, me. Now I'm like probably Farnaby. <laughs> yeah, Farnaby. No, Farnaby's <laughs> idle because he never turns up. <laughs> yeah, he, he really doesn't turn up. He but does, it's, it is, it's this very exciting, you know, it is this dynamic team and you've done all these different series. I mean, more than Monty Python has done really, but and films, so it is, it is yeah. and, and going that way. Isn't we're, it? Still, we're still waiting to be paid in yachts. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not forthcoming. Well, they seem to just complain about not having any money all the time, but I think it's yeah. to do with marrying too many people, maybe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, we're, we're, you guys have married too many people. <laughs> Stop it. Stop we are marrying. trying to marry a bare minimum of people, aren't we? <laughs> Give down to one. Yeah, two, that's maybe ideal. Two, maybe two. Yeah. If one yeah. of them dies, two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's different. God. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, 
Uh, one of those things, it's relatively early on, because there were like six of us, I suppose, and um, yeah. we got that comparison, and it's sort of really nice and tremendously embarrassing, and we never <laughs> kind of know quite how to respond to it. We feel like every time someone says it, we have to, like, send John Cleese a tenor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry I keep saying that. <laughs> and do, is there, you know, because obviously Python, I mean, you have moved into films, but Python obviously moved exclusively into films. Is that something that now... I mean, now you've had... You've obviously had successes all along the way, but now the success of Ghosts must mean there's more appetite for that. Because I, I, I thought uh, the, uh, the film you did, the, the Shakespeare film, was fantastic, but Thank it you. didn't really get the credit it there, deserved. <clears> there's a really boring story behind that okay. to do with film finance, which I'm not going to bring out now. <laughs> I think Matt might have told us that... Oh, yeah, I think he yeah. told you, didn't he? Yeah, he did, he did. Um, but, yeah, it's lovely. It's a lovely idea, but you know what? It's... Putting a film together and actually getting—I'm going into the film finance conversation. <laughs> uh, it is incredibly difficult yeah. in, in this country. It just is, and there's a lot of nervousness around. It's why you get so many um, uh, executives crowding around, going, "Is it? But is it funny though?" And after a while, you're going, "Look, are we, <laughs> can you just give it a chance? Can we just like we've done loads of read-throughs here? Can you just?" I think as well, the kind so of model, the model of film finance has changed a lot just in the time we were doing it. I think, uh, I remember talking recently about with uh, Rich, who directed a Shakespeare film, and he was sort of saying even like a year later, it probably wouldn't have existed. Like now, you can make a film for 5p, or you can make a film for a bazillion pounds, <laughs> and there's kind of no model in the middle, particularly yeah. in this country. So it's... Um, I'm, I think I'm going to have to start doing my own stunts. I mean, I do do my own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm going to have to start jumping off buildings like Tom Cruise to, to attract the kind of finance. With your knees? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy talk. I wonder what Tom Cruise's knees are like. <clears throat> well, they're all right for now. But, I mean, yours. I've followed you down a flight of stairs. And, That's true. I mean, true. the view's nice, but I don't like the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. This guy. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about ghosts. We'll talk a little bit about it for All the next right. hour and a half. Um, <laughs> right, I've got some questions uh, about ghosts. I have to say, as I was saying to you backstage, uh, my daughter, who's eight years old, is a huge fan, and she comes down when I mean, she's meant to be in bed, and if she knows I'm, especially if my wife's out, because she knows I can't <laughs> make her go back to bed, and says, can we watch ghosts? So we've watched... Pretty much Amazing. all of Ghosts and all, and all the US Ghosts as well. She's a massive fan. It's lovely to watch it with her, though she does keep on talking about being sucked off now, which is... <laughs> is problematic. Yeah, it's become an issue. <laughs> Luckily, I don't think she understands... <laughs> understands what's going on. My question is, right... And I've seen people ask us on the internet, but I haven't seen a satisfactory answer. The Ghosts are not allowed to leave... The boundaries... Here we go. <laughs> a button house. Right. But Robin was predates the boundaries of Robin of Button House. So yes. why can't he go wherever the fuck he wants? Because <laughs> there was no... And why a ghost obeying maps and stuff? Hi. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Lance Rickard. <laughs> Good evening. So, <laughs> ghost physics. Let's talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, you see Robin stop at the gates. Yes. You've seen Julian go through and come back. Yeah. You've seen them kick Humphrey's head along the, the side. Yeah. Uh, so it runs parallel. <laughs> but the only time you ever see Robin actually going somewhere and being forced back 
is in a boundary that none of the other ghosts go to. Okay. So is he obeying the same boundaries as the other ghosts? Or is it, is it the, home, the homestead as it was when he died? Why do they... Look, they're quite, we, don't, we don't know, is the answer, right? <laughs> All right, you found us out. <laughs> we're, um, we're writing a book at the moment about ghosts. <laughs> yeah. And um, the vagaries when we were making a television series where we're like, ah, but they never really say that in dialogue, we get away with it. When you have to write it all down and then kind of live with it. Oh, my goodness, it's been a... Yeah, I mean, look. You've just got to... You've got to roll with it. You've got to roll with it. I agree, you do I'm sorry. If you, you know, if you dig into... If you just would start digging into, like, the A-team, that is a reference no one here would get... Are you saying it won't hold up logically, the A-team, if I... <laughs> just go, hang on. Hang on a minute. How old is... No, I don't, I don't... Right, my, my son, when he was four, woke me up at, f- at five o'clock in the morning with a question about ghosts in general, which you may be able to answer. I have asked your other, other uh, compatriots of this as well, see what you come with. He woke me up and he said, Daddy, do, do ghosts have bum holes? <laughs> Can you answer that one for me? Um, <laughs> we've had to do some uh, very oh, clever God. grading on a couple of shots <laughs> yeah. um, to make sure that that question remains <laughs> a mystery. Um, I think in our world they do. Yeah. In our They do, universe. because there's a shot where yeah. Julian drops a glass and bends over, and I think from the reaction of the other ghosts, <laughs> you assume... But he's um, got no trousers. Really... You, you, I mean, you can take your clothes off, yeah, but they reappear. But they reappear, but they reappear yeah. yeah. So we'd, if you took your clothes off, we would be able to see right, your bum okay. Holes. If we decide at any point ever to do any more, yeah. we'll have a scene where everyone takes their clothes off and makes <laughs> each other's bum holes. <laughs> if that's what you want... <laughs> if you zoom in on everyone's bum <laughs> hole. Yeah. And then it, I can it, see... It there you go, a short series, but... <laughs> Now, I was promised a part in, the, in, the, in what is... I thought would be the next series, but it's mm-hmm. turned out to be the final series. I, I said that... I was prepared to kill myself in order to be <laughs> an actual ghost. So it's a good job I didn't do it, isn't it? Because um, was that Matt and Jim? Yeah, yeah. You can't trust them. <laughs> yeah. They encouraged me to kill myself. They promised so much. <laughs> now, between the two of you as well, do you regret your choice when you came up with this idea? Thought, yeah, I'll be, I'll be a caveman who has to go in. Ben doesn't oh, regret man. his choice. <laughs> I'll just be a bloke in a one up. moment in my life where I thought, if I do that and <laughs> grow a moustache, no one will have to touch my face. <laughs> I remember World War II, in... please. World War II, please. <laughs> Series four, when we've, we've been shooting, yes. we're not alone, and you'd had to shave your moustache. Yeah. And so we had a fake moustache, as everyone yeah. spotted immediately. Um, <laughs> brilliant though it was, it's just uh, not yeah. yours. When, and um, there was a moment on set where we sat down in the green room and you were sort of blowing up your lip and you went, honestly, this bloody moustache... And then you realised you were... Not... <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah. <laughs> they, when they... When we... They, they did a... They always do makeup tests when you... Um, when you start anything with facial hair, they do, they do a little test. First time they stuck that f- fake one on, it was so low. It was, like, it was like down here. It was like, what are you doing? Well, I think that looks great. No, what? <laughs> I mean, I look like sort of Burt Reynolds <laughs> for a bit. It's like, what are we doing? This is never going to work. <laughs> Had a bit of a panic. And when I read you all got together after Yonderland to come up with whatever this next idea was going to be and had, like, days of working out ideas and Ghost was one of the first 
things you came up with. Yeah. It was, the first, it was really early. Yeah. And then we laughed about loads of it. And then we were trying to make the story work and give it stakes. And you go, they don't need money and they're dead. And it doesn't... And so we just parked it and went on to other things. We really, a couple of things we really got a long way down the road with. Yeah. And we just kept going. That ghost thing was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we sort of, once we'd hit on kind of two things, Mike and Alison being able to give it stakes because they needed to worry about money and not dying and things like sure. that. Um, and the kind of making a virtue of how banal their existence <laughs> is and the fact they just argue over who gets which bedroom and watches the t- what they get to watch on TV. And so it kind of um, it eventually came together. But, yeah, it was an early idea. But to kind of get to the point where we ironed out the creases took a really long time. Yeah. I mean, there were some gr- other great ideas. <clears throat> we could pitch them to you now. Yeah, I was going to ask. I was going <laughs> to ask what they were because I might nick them. If they, if uh, you nearly threw go- oh, like, ghosts. Yeah, we won't do that one. Yeah. Let's, do, let's think of something else. There was all sorts. There was all sorts. Don't pitch it, because I'm not going to pitch it. I was looking at you, you and you were going with your eyes. Was there the one that was just terrible and wouldn't have have worked? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean... No, we're very, very very good. good. Yeah. There's loads of me just going, what if... um..." (laughs) It's like, no, you're right, you're probably right, you're probably right. I mean, it's great because it's, you know, that's what a sitcom needs to be, people trapped together in a... Yeah, exactly. A, it's kind a of a distilled version of a sitcom. Yeah. They, they're really... It's different. Yeah, people who are very unalike trapped together and we go, Let's, they're the most unalike that any people can be trapped in the most definite way yeah. ever. So it's sort of... People are like, oh, it's a bit off the wall. And you go, well, no, it's kind of died in the wall, really. Yeah. Mm. And uh, do you think the fact Robin's been there for so long, it means that he's, he's never going to get sucked off? Did you never see the episode with Mary? <laughs> the, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. Oh, God. The, um... <laughs> I'm, really so, I'm really sorry about um, my friends. I don't know, I think... But we, we, we were really early on, we kind of said, and put it into dialogue, that there is no rhyme or reason to it. We wanted to get away from that sense of... There was kind of a, an assumption that you would do a good deed and then that would be you going over to the afterlife. And, and we were like, if, if, that becomes a format and you get tied to it so quickly. And so we said, you never know and there's no reason to it. Yeah. And then kind of when, when Mary got sucked off, it was like our way of going, see, yeah. we told you. So with, even see. after all this time, we, we kind of never knew with, with um, Robin, you know, even though it's been several thousand years, it could be tomorrow. Or who if he, knows if he makes it through or, series five? Who can or if he gets a part in Ted Lasso, then yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. then uh, <laughs> suddenly, wow, <laughs> all the original ghosts have been sucked off and replaced with other actors. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it's it's it, as I say, it, it's a it's a terrific series, and we we have watched the first series of the. The, the American one, which mm. I, we enjoyed as well. It is quite different. Mm. Um, is, are you enjoying... Are you, I mean, you're executive producers of it and obviously yep. in, involved in it. Right, right at the forefront, fighting the battle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, we did... For, for the first, for the pilot and for the, um, you know, first season, we would get all the uh, the first cuts and you can you look at it. And it, it was weird because you, you're looking at something that originated in our writer's room... <laughs> sort of going through a kind of weird filter. And you then you understand all those decisions as well because they've got... They're writing for a very specific audience. They have 
uh, very different history. And so and it all goes through that filter. And But they do it in that way where it, it becomes a CBS product without wishing to sound too corporate, but it does. It becomes a... Uh, something that they produce and very American in its. I mean, they were execution. very sort of from from the get go. I mean, they said what we, we really love this show. What we're not doing is oh, there's something in the idea. It doesn't really work. But leave it to us. We'll fix it. They were like, we really want this. We want to make the version of this that works with an American, uh, make American history captures its DNA, and we will find the archetypes that fit within yeah. the framework of American history. And that's sort of exactly what they did. I mean, the showrunners were Incredible. true to their world. Uh, true to their word and and, you know I think from really early on once we'd seen that the format and the tone that they put on it was going to work you kind of it was really tempting to go okay let's let's pour over every single word but you go the more deeply we get involved the greater the danger of it just becoming our show again yeah and you go we've already made our version it becomes pointless if we kind of just get our crowbars out and go no make it more like ours you go well (laughs) You know, make, make, make your version. I think they've done a really good, yeah, they have. Really good job. <clears throat> they, well, they must are... have done it. I mean, it's ridiculously huge. They've all got yachts. Yeah, they have. <laughs> they get paid in yachts. The, um, but they are... Um, the two showrunners, two Joes, they are incredibly experienced. And they not... I, th- I think I'm right in saying they've not got a, sh- uh, a show away, or at least not one on that scale. And it was just really lovely to see them succeed in that way because... Yeah. Their their pilot script was amazing. All the sample writing samples that they were sending through beforehand were incredible, and you just go, "This is going to be you. It's going to be great. You're going to do a really good job." And they have, and they are they are I astonishing. I remember tired. reading that we got yeah got sent <clears throat> yeah, the got sample the script from something yeah. they'd written that they've got made, and That's we was just we were it's all like, read sat around yeah? the table reading it, and we were like, "This is brilliant. These guys are really <laughs> Let's clever. fire them and then hire them to write this." <laughs> yeah. well, you t- is there anything you're telling that you wish you'd done in in your version, or is there stuff that you wanted to take a- across? We. We sort of avoided going too deep into the series while we were still making it yeah. because of that reason. We didn't want to start making things because we saw it and went, oh, that would work for us. Yeah, and equally, tricky. if we'd come up with an idea, we didn't want to go, oh, but we can't do that because they have, you know, because we didn't want to change the way that we approach the show. You know, yeah, they're two very, so. very separate entities, yeah. really. But they... Um... Yeah, the first season, they, they really have mind... But bear in mind, they do 22 episodes. So they've already now shot more than we will ever yeah. shoot. So they're going to have to reach... You know, the, the beauty is of doing six or seven uh, a series, I'm going to call it a series, <laughs> um, is that we, you know, we can sort of hold story in a, in a, in a different way. They're, they're, their story engine, if you like, is just running... Over time, so they've got they've got to throw so much material and so many ideas in. Yeah, yeah. That inevitably, the rules are going to bend, and the world is going to expand, and they're going to have you know many more many more characters coming and knocking on the door. Yeah, their, their story yeah, engine yeah. is a big V eight American muscle car, and ours is a mini metro. <laughs> it is a mini metro. You're right. You know, reliable. It's very reliable. <laughs> Well, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting to see a, a bigger budget version of, which is part of the the, the difference, isn't it? They've yeah, got yeah. there's a lot more money. They can have a lot more yeah. actors. I think like it's interesting to see, as I was saying backstage, but it's interesting to see the seller people 
played by different yeah, yeah. different people, which yeah. kind of, you know, it's nice and ghosts that you play them, but it also kind of makes it, yeah, well, that it was takes you out the reality of it a little bit as well in some ways, we, doesn't it? We've always loved doing multi-character. Yeah. That's what we've always done. And, but that was, that, that was the way that we went, yeah. oh, we can do a little bit of We it. did, yeah. well, we, in the first, we made a, yeah, a, a pilot that was never transmitted. That was, that was the deal. It wasn't like they went, this is terrible, don't be <laughs> on telly. We, we sort of went, uh, could, could we, you know, work out what this is? And in that, we were all playing multiple characters and yeah. there were about 100 ghosts in there. Right. We made something unfilmable, basically. <laughs> and then we it looked really at it was. and went, that doesn't work. It should be a distilled, you know, it should be a family. Yeah. We were just not related. Yeah, and um, but Ooh, yeah, I'd like was... to see that though. Are you going to put that on a no, no, DVD no, no. extra? <laughs> it's like the uh, black the, the pilot of Blackadder has yeah, just yeah. gone out forty yeah, years later. Forty years, years time, when you're dead, can we yeah, put yeah, it? Yeah, out? yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. When when Ben's dead, we'll put it. Yeah. Out. Yeah, yeah, can Tony Robinson introduce we... it as well though? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Can you imagine? I can't imagine. <laughs> we'll play it at your. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we have we've done so we've done so much filming together. We have had those discussions, and I often bring up and go, "Listen, guys, if I if I go first, can you?" Uh, and there's a whole list of stuff. Things. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. I'll make a will. A will? Yeah, you should. You should. I have already made a will, but I'm going to add that on. There's going to be tricksy stuff in there for you, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> and so you look—you've made the decision that this is the the series you've just finished mm. yeah. is going to be the last series. Yeah. yeah, we locked the last episode today, right? And it feels very weird. Feels very weird. Can you tell us everything that happens in this? Series? Yeah, sure. So, episode one. <laughs> Imagine if we did that. Nothing. And then it looked weird. The podcast went really weird. He just talked through every beat of every episode for like 35 minutes. What, what, what was the... Because re- obviously you could have gone for... You could have gone on and on, as you say. There's lots of ideas well, and there's lots of things you could the, do. Yeah, the real reason is that I'm the next Batman. <laughs> so we can't... I'm contracted now yeah. and I, I can't do any more of this. Well, Michael Keaton was because, too young, was he? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because I've got to actually, I've got to go from, I've got to go from here now. I mean, we're joking about it, but I've got to go from here now. Uh, I've got to get on a flight to Hollywood and uh, get into training. And I, no, I'm not, I'm not Batman. I'm not Batman. <laughs> um, no, we sort of, I think we kind of thought if we don't do it now, we never will. We'll keep doing it and keep doing it until it stops being good or people stop wanting to see it as much or it becomes a bit of a shadow itself, or it finds a smaller audience, and then they go, can you stop making it now? Um, and it just sort of... We, we, we loved it too much, and the, the response from the audience has been something we never expected, and we never wanted to feel like we were offering a substandard product. It, yeah. you know, and there's always that danger when you keep, yeah. keep writing and keep writing. Um, and I think also, you know, it made us think about it when... when, um, when um, Ben started to have trouble with his needs. <laughs> I, was, I was starting to um, try and sort of put a pitch on what you were saying then, and I think it's this. It's, it's a Pixar pitch. I mean, I can talk for okay. myself, but... Sometimes, when, you're, when you love something so much, you've got to learn to let it go. <laughs> huh? There's your pitch. Yeah. It's, oh, a, it's a difficult... It's, it is... 
<laughs> but it's it's different, you know. And I don't, I you know, I just completely understand the reasoning. Yeah. But I still feel I don't. I think you're a, you're a way away from. I mean, it, you, well, it might be sensible to do it you, early, just in case. But I don't know if you look at my hair in the first series. <laughs> I mean, and there, you look there is at it now <laughs> when you go the ghosts die and they don't change. <laughs> Apart from that one. <laughs> Who's um, clearly trying to control his weight. And is, and is, his Thomas, is Thomas wearing a wig now? Why is Thomas wearing a wig? The only difference yeah. it made to me is that each year it's ten minutes less in makeup. <laughs> it yeah. could By turn series out that, 20, I don't have any. It could turn out that the captain wasn't dead all along. He's just pretending be, to be a ghost. Could be. Oh, my God. A brilliant <laughs> twist. Uh, well, you know, it's but it's difficult, isn't it? Because then, I mean, you, yeah. I presume you're going to move on to one of your other ideas from that pitch meeting, or have another pitch. Are you going to carry on working as a, a team, or have you ha- have you had enough of each? I know you're all, but you've all. What's great about the whole yeah. the whole gang is you're all doing your own things as well, and you've got your own your own. Yeah, stuff. I mean, the guys the guys are doing their own stuff, and that's and that's great. <clears throat> <laughs> It's been a really slow summer. Um, I, went, yeah. I went in. I, I've had some auditions. They haven't. They haven't, <laughs> they haven't called back. But they've got those tapes forever. They do. They do. Ben, they do. you've got the longest showreel I've ever seen of anyone on your website. <laughs> so you're getting plenty of yeah, jobs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is it length or quality that matters? I forget. <laughs> wow. Wow. A low blow. Noted. It will come back to get <laughs> Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. <laughs> Let's talk about school sports days for a little bit, just because yes, I was please. mentioning that. Uh, do you remember, do you, like, either as a parent watching your kids, or do you remember them for, as a kid? Do there any memories of sports? Oh, my God. Uh, at my school, yeah. sports days involved... Um, a um, seeking helicopter landing on the plane field. <laughs> right. I was at a very military school. <laughs> Every year, a massive yellow helicopter would land on the plane field and various military people come out. They'd be saluting. There'd be a, there'd be a big... Uh, it's basically... Tra- it was basically like an Olympic. You know, there's javelins, there was track and field. 
discus, medals, and then the winners would get to fly in the helicopter. I think did. I went to a different school too. It did. <laughs> did, you, did you ever get to fly in the helicopter? I got then? to fly in the helicopter. Wow, yeah. okay. We and, got a police uh, helicopter, but it wasn't sports <laughs> day. <laughs> I mean, it was absurd. But I got them. <laughs> it was absurd. And then um, cut to oh, eight years later, and I deliberately, at my children's sports day, put a knee brace on, <laughs> wore my shorts, put a knee brace on, and went, OK, guys, it's the dad's race. I went, oh, it's... Uh, <laughs> because, because that's... <laughs> because I can't stand competitive dads and they're all competitive dads yeah. and they all sprint really hard last year one guy uh, sp- sprinted so hard he pulled up about you know 10 yards from the end with clearly a very bad hamstring injury <laughs> <laughs> I was like what are you doing you're a 40 something man Sprinting against other men who think they have to sprint against each other. What are you doing? I love it. They kind of go, God, I was fine last year. And you go, yeah, the last time you ran was a year ago. (laughs) That tells you the problem. And then the Sea King helicopter lands (laughs) and takes them all away. Luckily, they didn't do a a parents' race, which I I was pleased with. Because I'm quite a bit older than all the other parents. That's how I felt, I'm probably yeah. 30 years older than some of the parents. Yeah. Of the it's exhausting. <laughs> um, but no, it was a very jolly event. Everyone gets medals as well. Yeah, everyone got medals. Everyone gets medals. Yeah. Any, any, any memories of... Were you a sporty youngster? I, I don't this guy. Know. Wow. <laughs> he had to jack it all in, became a writer instead. But he was at Olympic level. GB. <laughs> Team GB. Yeah, I'm pretty sporty. Yeah. <laughs> If I put on a T-shirt, my partner goes... <laughs> it looks like a costume on me, and I don't know why. I got, for a while, well, just after we did Bill, and I had to pick up a sword and I needed a hand, I decided to get a personal trainer, and I turned up on my first day. And my personal... And, like, shorts and a T-shirt, and my trainer went... <laughs> like, you don't even know that this isn't right. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. I've, my mum hates it because whenever they ask about it, whenever they go, oh, do you remember when we did that? I've got like no recollection of my right. childhood. Okay. And my brother's the same. Okay. And so they're like, we did all of this lovely stuff. And neither of you buggers remember. <laughs> Apparently, I was uh, relatively quick. Um, I, pl- I know I played rugby for a while. And um, why is people laughing when I say that? I can be quick. Um, I played rugby for a while because I was so stupid that they'd be like, put him in the path of Brian Goldring, who's big. He won't stop him, but it'll slow him down. <laughs> and I did, and I would slow him down enough for a better boy to, yeah. to get hold. That's, that's a roll. Um, don't, don't say ah. I'm fine. <laughs> I was really quick and I was brave and I played rugby. That's the take home. Okay. <laughs> Very Thank good. you. Yes, applause. Yes. And uh, based on my experience, these are two new emergency questions. I think there might be something in that sports day one. Uh, based on my embarrassment in Cafe Nero today, what's the most embarrassing occasion on which you have broken wind? <laughs> it's off when you become an old man and you can't, you know, you think, oh, I could just sneak one out and then it makes a big noise. <laughs> uh, I, I, I had been. headphones on as well and I heard it. Remind me of the Nero. I was, just, I was just sitting in Cafe Nero, but there was a woman sitting pretty much directly behind me. Hard and by. I thought I could sneak one out. 
And then it made a noise. And then I thought, oh, no. And then I turned around, but she, was, uh, she had her headphones in, so it was all right. Result. It was all right. Nothing worse. Turn when, around, you know, yeah. when your bum goes, uh, it's OK. It's only going to be a whisper. <laughs> I don't know why my, my bum is really shears, man. Sorry, Reese Jesus. It's gonna be my fine. Bum, my bum is reaching. <laughs> I'm only right, gonna mate. whisper. Don't worry about it's it. Just a little whisper. <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna shout. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. This has been I, I, really highbrow. Real. We started very, very highbrow. We started with bum holes and we yeah. got to bum holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how it all comes full circle. It does. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am retiring. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll ask you an emergency question that AI created. This is the only good sure. one that AI has created. It's a good question. This. What is the most ludicrous thing you've ever done in the name of love? Oh, God. It wasn't exactly love. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there is a thing. Yeah, I can't share that. <laughs> there is a thing. Ah, oh. one day I'll share it. Ah, oh. <laughs> when Ben's divorce comes, <laughs> when I'm sixty and really don't care, I'll tell you. Oh. no, nothing. No, sir. No, okay. <laughs> first, first failure for uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, so I will, <laughs> I will ask you one of my questions. Uh, and we'll get back and we'll talk more about your, uh, your careers in a second. Uh, if you could go into a chrysalis, dissolve and come out as anything you wanted, what would you come out of the chrysalis as? Uh, Batman. Batman? <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, ben Wilbond. Wow. wow. That'd be nice. Really? I'd like to see what that's like. I mean, mm. a lot of it would be sitting opposite me and getting hit on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Only because you never quite know what to do. Oh, God. <laughs> Moth to a flame. Unbelievable. I think a, a young Ben Wilbond, I would like to experience What that. are you saying? I'm saying he's... I'm saying now he's a married what? man. It's, it wouldn't be... I'd like to experience the youth of Ben Wilbond. Oh, my no, God. Really, <laughs> that sounds like even. one of those direct-to-video films. Oh, God. The, the youth of Ben Wilbond. <laughs> It's mainly me just stuttering at people, <laughs> being a bit, bit shy. It was. There was. It was just creaky, creaky noises coming out of your mouth until the knees took over, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm just putting all these knee references down in a in a book. In a knee ledger. <laughs> yeah. Don't drop it because you'll never pick it up. <laughs> and this is why he's the best. <laughs> Um, well, I do remember you from the from your. You were very successful quite early on, weren't you? In terms of uh, Edinburgh. Sorry, Awards which one of us were you talking? Oh, Ben. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you're very handsome, oh, and uh, uh, you were in Priority Agoche, which I'd yeah. sort of I'd forgotten that was you for a little while, and then it, and then I've obviously remembered it's you now. I remember, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it yeah. does that does seem like a, a, a. It is a while ago. It's twenty it was, odd years ago. Um, yeah, it was, but it was some of the best fun. I think I've ever had because uh, it was all, yeah, all stage we just you know we were doing multiple Edinburgh's and um, yeah I can't really miss that I, there's no way I'd be able to do it now it's far too energetic but um, <laughs> it was great it was really good fun really good fun and how, did you do that for to... five or six years the idea was a sort of French yeah it was a French it was a French rap duo yeah. um, 
because me and my uh, then comedy partner Arnold Willison, we we were bo- we both studied French, and uh, the, the the degree was used to very uh, <laughs> good effect. Uh, we weren't asked to join the Foreign Office. We were. <laughs> We just uh, made up a French rap duo from Paris. We actually went to play in Paris. That was interesting, yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. And we once uh, opened at the, uh, some music awards uh, as a joke. It was clearly a joke. <laughs> and um, we went on stage, and there were so many famous people in the crowd, so many musicians and people. And there were people actually on their feet going, get off, you're awful! <laughs> they <were> real hatred. <laughs> and then afterwards... So we just did it, and we, you know, it was like a gig. We got paid, we got paid quite well for it. And then uh, after this, this guy came up, and bless him, I still think about him sometimes. He went, he went so hi, so I actually, I know you got booed, but I think you, I think you guys are really good because <laughs> uh, he thought we would, you know, not we couldn't speak. And I said, um, sorry, mate, I, um, we're, we're sorry, it's an act. He went, cool, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I knew that. You didn't. I felt quite sorry for it. Um, cool. And uh, you wrote for uh, Peter Rabbit. Oh, yeah. 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 Were you, my, my, my son was obsessed with this, this show for a long time, and there's a Peter Rabbit world yeah. way in, in near uh, St. Albans somewhere. Is it just where, a series of holes? <laughs> there is. You could go You're and... going to call it Peter Rabbit world. Pre, Pre-lockdown... We went quite... It's called Willows. It's quite good, actually. Right. It's expensive. Uh, you could go and you could meet the characters. And yeah. there, was a, there was Mr. Todd's house. My son loved Mr. Todd. Like, yeah. and, and all through lockdown, all he wanted to do was see Mr. Todd. Yeah. And so we... And which is wrong, because he's the, he's the villain. But I did agree with him. Were you, ever, were you ever tempted to write a, an episode where he successfully killed the horrible oh. rabbits? <laughs> Because they're very... Even without James Corden playing them, they're fucking annoying. Well, but... <laughs> First of all, the, the, the series has no affiliation to the no, no. James Corden-fronted no. uh, film To be very clear. <laughs> Is there any way of being clear? <laughs> um, uh, I was... <laughs> it, but... Does it have any affiliation to Cats, the musical, or the, the movie? Um, none official. No, none official. No. Um, again, both, ha- both don't have visible bum holes. <laughs> the, um, no, I turned up for that. We'd been at the children's BAFTAs, and the I... Cha- the chafters, we used to call it. The chafters. <laughs> and I got accidentally got really, really drunk um, because, because of Martha Howard Douglas had made me. Um, and then I remembered at about four in the morning <laughs> we'd gone back we were in the hotel me, Martha and Jim and we'd gone through like the little goodie bag you used to get and pulled out all the miniatures and getting like I mean like oh god and then at about four in the morning I was like oh god I've got to go and write for Peter Rabbit in a minute <laughs> and that was my first day <laughs> and so I was like everyone out everyone out I've got to go to bed and I had like two hours sleep got up Got there, got to the writing at a place on the Strand, fell over and then crossing the road, <laughs> and got into the meeting ten minutes late. With like, went to shake the guy's hand. He's now a friend of mine. He's very, very lovely. He's a showrunner. And I went to shake his hand, and I realised I had bits of gravel <laughs> and and blood. 
and shook his hand and I was like, I've got to come back from this. So I sat there for the day and everyone else was kind of quite quiet and he's day one, quite quiet and sheepish. Um, and then they were like, has anyone got any ideas? And I was like, I've got ideas! <laughs> And at the end of the day, they were like, God, could you come to this every day? Because you are full of ideas. And I was like, I can't come tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was actually quite a short-lived gig. Because, because it came up with so many ideas on that day one, they kind of put, put our names in the credit for the whole okay. series. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, get drunk, kids, and you're going to have a successful career in doing animation. <laughs> I'm very glad I asked about that now. <laughs> um, uh, yes, and also, there's, there's loads of, uh, of solo stuff that I found quite... You played, also played Philip May in the Tracy Ullman. You played P- yeah. Theresa May's husband. Yeah, yeah. With Tracy Ullman being yeah. Theresa May. That That's, amazing. I mean, I don't know if you're old enough to remember Tracy Ullman... Oh my goodness, in yeah. The, in the early days. Yeah. But she was, yeah, but obviously well, I mean, she went to America. Aware, I was aware of her from... Um, being a kid, which I said really yeah. early on when I met her, and she was like, thank you. <laughs> but obviously what I knew was that she'd gone to America and just become this huge, huge star. Yeah. And then had come back over here to make a, a show for the BBC, and it was uh, Caroline who produced Horrible Histories that sort of got me involved. And obviously I was like, so there's this... Um, performer, a British performer who's gone over to America for like 25 years, become huge, multi-award winning. How many shades of difficult is this going to be? Yeah. And when in the first day's writers meeting, she's just, she's so ridiculously lovely. It's almost offensive. You're like, oh, <laughs> come on, you should have learned to be more of an asshole by now. You've been in America for Christ. And it was just, a, it was the loveliest gig. And she, you kind of, one of those things where you've really like learned so much and a proper like, Polymath. She had a, like a producer's head, a writer's head. She was a performer, you know, as an actor, but she could also, you know, sing and dance and just, and all of it to that same level. Yeah. And so I just went in and I was just like, just try to say the words in the right order. <laughs> don't don't try and compete here because you're going to lose. Um, but it was another, also another opportunity to try some really exciting prosthetics. Yes. Kind of to, which I like. Yeah. I genuinely do like that, luckily, because otherwise I'd have a horrible career. Um, but uh, they kind of did it and then put my glasses on, and I was like, I look just like, oh, my God, I'm Reg Christie. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was kind of um, Philip May by way, by way of a serial killer. Sure. Now The two are unrelated. The Simpsons originated on the Tracy Ullman show. They were like yeah. sketches inside the Tracy Ullman show. Do you think she bore a grudge about that throughout the rest of her life? Or did she, did she get a little cut of every Simpsons episode? Of that, I, I couldn't tell you about the financial <laughs> agreement, but certainly when, when we spoke about it, she was incredibly, um, if you, as she is about everything, incredibly uh, effusive and gracious and sort of, you know, spoke about the early days and seeing it and going, I think there's something special in that. And probably not true. She probably said, those bastards. I'm going to take their room. idea and they're going to... Tracy Ullman also being played by Rhys Shearsmith <laughs> for some reason. You're going to take my idea, aren't you? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I want to apologize. I'm going to have to, next time I see Rhys, I'm going to have to really apologize. Yeah, you are. Because <laughs> you know what he gets like. <laughs> oh, you're going to take the mic out of me? Scrap. Hate it. Scrap. And I don't remember much about this, Ben, but um, you were in a sketch show with uh, Laura Solon yeah. and Marek That's Marwood. okay, no one remembers much about that. That's like... Oh! That's... Oh. Oh. But that's an extraordinary cast. Yeah. What, was, what, what happened 
Bear. Um, nobody watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it was on ITV2. Okay. And we had a meeting with them, and they, and they went, uh, genuinely, they said, look, guys, um, ugh, there's no easy way of saying this. Do you think you could go out and, sort of, I don't know, create a bit of interest somehow? I'm not saying go and do something crazy in town, <laughs> but, I mean, could you go and, I don't know. I think they wanted us to kind of go and smash a bar up. Or something. <laughs> just like, we were three very polite, shy people. Just making a sketch show. It was a genuinely lovely experience, and um, and look, you know, Laura went off, moved to Hollywood, yeah. And I still see Marek and adore him, and we had a great time. We had it. Was, it's it so, it's sort of so interesting with. I mean, there's, there's so many sketch shows, sort of given a small run, yeah, like one series or sometimes four episodes, yeah. And it's not enough, is no, it? No, I, mean, I think Horrible missed. History shows that as well. Because yeah. Horrible History has so many yeah. series yeah. and still making series of it. And then it's going to be... It's funny. We always say we sketch shows. And it, that there was a kind of discussion coming back recently about... Because they just put um, Big Train back on. I think there was a yeah. bit in the press about how... Sketch shows are great, aren't they? They go, yes, they are. And we always... I always wanted to make them because I always loved doing multiple, you know, multi-character stuff or just characters that would recur and you could write little neat, neat little sketches... They're always really good fun to do, but inevitably they they require so much material. You are going to have audience favourites, and then the one sketch doesn't quite work. Yeah, and um, it's just the nature of them. But what I just remember on that having, yeah, so much fun, so much fun. I can't. I don't know. I don't know who to ask to get. I, I've lost the. I think the they gave us them all on CD. It was that right. long ago. Yeah. There's no digit. You know. There's no, nothing. You can't sort of get them. Ah, yeah. I really feel, but then there's I'd lo- love to see it again, there's probably. loads of things that, that you know you you hear of a cast and a, a sketch. You go, that yeah. must have been. A- yeah, I did a sketch one. show with <laughs> in Edinburgh only that nearly that got a little bit of TV interest at the end, but it really didn't work. With Steve Coogan, Patrick Marber, Simon Munnery, Stuart Lee, yeah. and me did a, ske- did a sketch. Where show are they together. now? <laughs> They've all <laughs> none of them are hosting so, their own podcast. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Uh, which you just sort of think that should have been amazing, yeah. but it didn't quite. Yeah, yeah. It nearly did, but it yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah. Didn't quite gel. So it's, you know, there's yeah. all those opportunities, those alternate universes where where I things had, could have gone different. I think I had my first. Is we, we were all really young and inexperienced. That's it. I mean, we've done yeah. loads of stage stuff, but it's that first moment where I thought, oh my god, this is going to go out on telly, and every <laughs> sketch was like, oh my god, this is going to go out on telly. <laughs> well, and obviously you get used to that and you get more experienced and you get hardened to it and you then write appropriately. So you write, you just, it's just a matter of experience. When you do it for the first time, it is yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yes, of course. Used and to me. You've, you've been out in America. You've been out in America as well. Yeah, doing stuff. Is that is that like a different? That was that was crazy. That was um, like doing. So the C, the CBS Ghosts version. Do you, um, it's so weird because I I was hired to do a. Uh, uh, a show called Playing House, and it was about this uh, these two women who were raising uh, a child because the um, husband had had left one of the uh, uh, one of the pair, and they were sort of left. And it was it was a really good natured show, and they wanted me. <laughs> they they phoned me up and said, "We'd love you to play this doctor, and he's the love interest." And I was going, uh, "Okay," um, and he's British, and he's kind of like you know they had this vision of this kind of British guy. And I came, I was on set, and uh, my first day, I was just saying these lines, and it, 
the rhythm of comedy there is so different, so quick, and it's all in the accent. It sounds obvious, but it, it just is so different. And here was me going, so no, I don't think you, I don't think you should do that. Is it just cut the rhythm massively. Right. It was such a weird experience. Um, I, can't, I can't explain it uh, well enough, but being, being on that set and, and sort of being very, very British and trying to be really charming... And it just sort of, everyone's sort of looking yeah, at me. Yeah, I can see that not working. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just felt very, it's a very odd experience because you're, yeah. you're not quite in the same rhythm as, okay. as them. It's a very, very odd experience. I did enjoy it massively. Right. I got to sort of hang out in LA and try and be Batman, but it, it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we just, you would like, though? Or do you, no, it, of course no, not. It, I mean, but no, it's... it's but, like, it's, it's sort of that I, weird thing where people go to America and... Yeah. I, I, look, I was glad I went when I did. I think if you go, I think if you go as a sort of young hopeful... Yeah. And, you're, and you go for pilot season and you're sort of in your mid-twenties and you're... It, it's this, it is very dreamy. It's like this... It is like a kind of... It's got this real magic about it. And you're hanging out with... You're going to parties. But when, you're, when you get beyond that and you're a little bit more cynical, you're like... I can see all this. This is <laughs> nonsense. You take meetings and be like, we're so excited to see you. You go, no, you're not. You've got, you've got lunch with Jeff in five minutes. And I, you know, I'm just this guy trying to be charming and witty, but the rhythm's wrong. You know it, and I know it. And did that, is that was that one series and then... It was, one, it was, one... It was their last series. It was always going to be their last series. Oh, okay. and it, but I made some great friends and I... Um, Got to work with Keegan-Michael Key. Yes, I saw Who's unbelievably brilliant and funny. And just to make him look... Because I'd seen his sketch show. Yeah. And I was so in awe. And I was so nervous. I was like, ah, hey, man. (laughs) Trying to be really cool. And I made him laugh loads once. And that was enough. I went, oh, that's it. Retiring. That's it. Book a plane home. Book a plane home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It It was fun. And you've worked on another sitcom recently called We're Not Alone, which is a really oh, yeah. good idea. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, I haven't seen uh, uh, very much of it, but I've seen some clips of it. It looked really, it looked like it a really fun. great idea. So it's about aliens coming to yeah. Earth and tr- integrating into human society. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh... Fun and games. Fun and games. <laughs> it was. Fun and games. Uh, no, it was one of these proper labour of love um, projects. And it was sort of Ben had sort of pitched. Actually, you just mentioned it in passing one yeah, lunch break yeah, I and was it a couple as, of times. A, as a sort of kind of short film yeah. idea about people being in the back of a taxi and sort of just briefing someone just out of shot, going, "Yeah, no, when, when we get there, just don't mention too much about interest rates because people don't like that." Um, and if anything comes up about the whole nuclear problem, then just you know, kind of just say that there's something that's under discussion. Oh, and if anyone asks you, don't eat cats. <laughs> and it turns around it's just an alien who goes bloody hell you can't do anything around it <laughs> and we love that idea of kind of going just sort of put, throwing uh, an alien race into the ridiculous position of trying to run the it, country slash manage humans yeah, it's just like working out humanity because yeah. the world's gone nuts I just remember I, actually uh, when on the eve of um, uh, Brexit I think it was then that I... No, no, maybe it was with Trump's election. Two very close occasions. <laughs> and I remember tweeting, wouldn't it be good if the aliens were just hiding on the dark side of the moon? <laughs> just going, I think we should probably do it now. Should we do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just love the idea that, they, you know, superior race come down and just are baffled by humanity. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? 
It's a great idea. Ooh. It's yeah, sort yeah. of like V, that was a comedy very big yeah. comedy <laughs> V. <laughs> yeah. Although, v, oh, God, V. So, so low rent. Have you, <laughs> so have you seen the clip of the eating of the yeah. guinea yeah. pig? Oh, it's amazing. Is it a rabbit? It's some large e- rodent. Eating rodents. Let us have dinner. Yes, let us have dinner. They made that mistake of going, let's, let's investigate what the aliens do. Don't do that. You don't need to get into that. It's yeah. not Star Trek. Yeah. No, my... but it was, it was brilliant. I mean, it was a weirdest production. We were filming in uh, Runcorn, yeah. the geographical middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. And sort of, yeah, so it's set in Clitheroe. We were filming most of it in, in Runcorn in January. There are no poems called Runcorn in January. <laughs> well, there are, as I wrote <laughs> six of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was an, the most incredible cast, you know, yeah, really sort of Joe, Joe Thomas yeah. and... Mike Wozniak and Vicky Pepperdine. I mean, just everyone we had there oh, were just Mike, like... Mike Wozniak is an alien. Amazing. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, good fun. But... but... <laughs> according, um... according to UK TV, they decided not to pick it up. Well, although the actual story uh... is... It was That's a commissioned and then <clears throat> they couldn't pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, no, we will. We will. Um, we, we have scripts, and we, we have, have scripts people, and plans. Uh, good, yeah. It's and a people great, who it's, like those scripts, it's a good idea. But it so. did. Look, I mean, it looked very high budget. Really, there's a kind of shots of the. Uh, you I'm know, glad I'm glad it that. looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> there's people. Uh, oh my put, goodness! I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because we had so many times what I like now like to call the horse conversation, <laughs> right. which is when you do anything period or sci-fi or anything that's got any sort of ambition like that <laughs> you go right so there's um there's a team of guys uh there's how many are there there's 10 there's 10 guys on horses and then you have the sorry just to bring this up again <laughs> we actually can't afford 10 horses <laughs> we can afford one horse <laughs> yeah. had that conversation so many times you'll notice in bill there is a in the opening there is a man on a horse. <laughs> one man, one horse. That is the only horse we could afford. <laughs> well, that's the reason Holy Grail's with Coco. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we didn't learn from that. It's like, we can't afford the horses. What we love is that the director of, of Bill always says, it, it, one of the great things is in the um, end of the film when they're in sort of the, the palace, behind them all is this big red curtain <laughs> that cuts off half of Selby Abbey that we used to double for the ballots. And he went, it's so rare in a film that you can literally see where the money stops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call it the money curtain now. Yeah. Can see the curtain. Can big we dress this church? Curtain. We can dress half a church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember talking to the uh, director of photography and going, yeah, I've got, got enough lights. Got enough lights for half of it. Got enough lights for half of it. <laughs> But it's sort of crazy if you, you know, if you guys and all the success you've had and they're still, it's still struggling to... Oh, my God. ...to get the budget for it. What, what chance does anyone have if you guys... I think can't? it was always... You have no with, chance. <laughs> don't, don't even try. Because with the alien... The alien or thing was bring a, a horse. Yeah. <laughs> bring, if you can bring your own horse. It's all, actually, I did, I did shoot something for free where they gave us the horse. So oh, the, the trick is... The trick is don't try and pay for the horse. Just ask to borrow a horse. The nice, the nice man who owns the place where we filmed provided all the chickens and uh, oh yeah, yeah. goes I've got chickens if you want chickens and sheep yeah he, yeah. he was Get he me. was brilliant they owned a castle and he was so lovely and he's him and he his little castle. kid at the time who's now won't be but um we're in the film 
And they had a lovely, lovely down set, and they were so, so helpful. And at the end of the day, bearing in mind we're filming in a castle, went, oh, we've had the most wonderful day. You really should come out to the big house. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, th- yeah. <laughs> I love the way they, they, say, they say big house. Because you go, or small house. <clears throat> I met somebody who went, I'm afraid, you're, I'm afraid you're going to have to stay in the small house. <laughs> you go, well, is that the small house over there? Three miles away that I can see. Yeah. <laughs> and so what, do we know what's coming up next? Have we got, have we got any hints of what you might be doing? I mean, after? Hmm. we've just, we're just about to finish a book, um, Companion for Ghosts. Yeah which has been really good fun, really? actually, to sort yeah, of... Because yeah, yeah. it's, it's um, <clears throat> kind of a world-expanding thing. It's about sort of a treasure trove of um, documents relating to the lives of the ghosts. So a lot of it is kind of gags and bits of texture that we wanted to put in the show that never fitted within yeah, the story. So, some of, yeah, some little storylines that have, you know, were always there in the big storyline document right. that, that yeah. you know, we can then... Yeah. The, the Captain's way. Menu for Cocksock. Yep. <laughs> Very nice it is too. You're going to get the cocksock menu. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robin's, uh, Robin's uh, annotated by, by Alison, complete history of the world. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a gem. Sk- bit skimps on some detail. Bit too heavy on others. <laughs> what else are we doing? I've challenged all the other ghosts to a cage fight. So yeah. we'll see how that goes next year. Um, you're in training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't... I could win a cage fight. <laughs> <laughs> Not with you. No. Uh, well, look, I, I, have to, I have to say, as I've said probably already, uh, that uh, it's just so wonderful to have a show like this that's good and that can be enjoyed by, you know, every generation. It's just, it's, it's a, such a rare... I think, like, this and The Simpsons are the, are the two shows that hmm. I can sit down with my kids and watch and we all get something out of it. So it's... Um, it's a fantastic job. Well done, guys. Thank, thank you, you for thank you for doing. Thank you also for posing for that photo uh, at Operation Mincemeat that I could impress my yeah. daughter with. I'll show. <laughs> I've just taken another one. I'll see. Well, I have to tell you, I got it back, and she wasn't that impressed. Well, there you go. <laughs> I said, hey, "Look who I'm with." And who is it? Who the hell's that? I said, hey, "Have a look." His, Imagine oh, it guy, with a moustache. <laughs> No, she was in the end. When she realised who it was, she was impressed. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's terrific. I hope you will go on to do much, much more, and I hope someone will give you... If I had lots of money, I'd give it to you. Well, if so. I had ten horses, I'd give them to you. Oh, please. That's all we need. I can rustle some up. I live near... There's some horses in a field near my house. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I can just... They're, now I've said they're that. They're very easy to come by. <laughs> they're very easy to take. That's the ridiculous <laughs> thing. Why are you weeks. so expensive? They're everywhere. <laughs> But uh, thank you so much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please give a massive round of applause for Ben and Larry? You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guests, Ben Wilbond and Lawrence Rickard. Thank you to Scant Regard for providing the music. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. Thank you very much also, of course, to Chris Evans. Not that one, or that one, and everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre and all the team behind the scenes who keep this going. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. No, this isn't a podcast about milk. If you like historical intrigue, a bit of culture and a sprinkling of controversy, this one's for you. I'm Rachel Stewart and I'm travelling around Europe, following the hidden history of everyday things as they're exported through time and around the world, by force, by chance or by choice. No need to pack your bags. Just subscribe to Don't Drink the Milk wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks very much, richardherring.com slash Rahalastapa for those remaining Rahalastapa dates, Rahalastapa, and richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour to find out all the tour dates for my upcoming stand-up. Would love to see you at those ones. Please book tickets if you can. All right, enjoy another podcast. Don't listen to anyone else's podcast but mine. Stay faithful and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.